Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. episode of the right in the gary kelly's podcast i'm your host vic and this week i'm joined by matt lucy and dan hi guys hi hey vic uh, we're recording straight after the chef united game so let's just get stuck straight in i think we want to talk about the good stuff uh, third game of the season first yorkshire derby back in the premier league and a one nil win for Leeds united thanks to a goal from patrick bamford right at the death his third in three games and six points from nine for Leeds. i think we'd all have definitely taken that at the top of the season. How are we feeling about that performance? Amazing. I think uh, those Muppets from Leeds did us, did us proud again today. Uh, you know, we've talked about the roller coaster we've had for the opening two games of the season. And, and I think I'm more nervous with this 1-0 win today. But that moment when Bamford scored is, is what we've dreamt about for the last 16 years. It was absolutely brilliant. I mean, that was, it was class, to be honest. Like, eight or nines out of ten all over the park. Um like the goalkeeper putting two great saves, and I just I thought the back line did really well as well because uh, first they did put quite a bit of pressure on us at times, and I thought Cock did well, Cooper led well, and Dallas was terrific down the left. I thought he, like all our good stuff came through him, and then obviously Harrison comes up with that beautiful ball in, and well England's future number nine nods in, doesn't he? Bloody hell. Well, it's like three and three for him. I weren't, well, didn't think he was going to, you know, I thought he'd score like maybe 10 goals or something. He's going to be on 10 by next month at this rate. Yeah, really happy with the win today. I think, like Matt said, I was extremely nervous going into it because I work in Sheffield, so I'm surrounded by a number of Sheffield United fans and Sheffield Wednesday fans, so I can go into work happy tomorrow, definitely. Really impressive performances, I think. Man of the match, Meslier, 
very impressive. I think Cock had a very good game. Dallas just ran the field. And I was very impressed with Pervader when he came on. And yeah, overall, really, really happy. I think speaking of Pervada, I, I don't know about you guys, but every time he see, I, I think it was Derby last season he came on. Oh, he started, sorry. And even then I was shouting at the telly, square it, Haddy, square it, Haddy. And at one point I thought for Sacco, never passes. He's just so one-dimensional. And even today when he came on, just so direct and running. And honestly, I think, is this Sacco or is this Ian Pervada? But um, yeah, what the guy said is, is pretty much nailed on. I thought Meslier absolutely outstanding save from John Lundston in the first half. I thought it was unbelievable. You know, I think Kiko would have just collapsed on the floor and and not made an attempt to even even try and go for that one. And again, yeah, you mentioned earlier, but Stuart Dallas, once again, absolutely outstanding. And shame with the chance that he had when he went round the uh, the keeper, Ramsdale. A bit more on that and that would have gone in. But yeah, you know, you've got to, you've got to take your hat off to every single one of them. And I think Cock looked tall and, and strong. Uh, and he's starting to feel his way into the into the team. So yeah, I think things are looking good for us and, and a fantastic result. We mentioned Melier in our last podcast because we're obviously talking to Paul Robinson about keepers and whether we needed a more senior keeper to come into the squad as a bit of a backup with the whole Kiko situation. But I mean, first half in particular, but general composure throughout, he really showed us what he can do today, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Um, I thought with the first two games, I think it was tough to judge him too much just because they were just so random some of the bits you just weren't expecting that but obviously against Fulham there was a couple of dodgy decisions but here absolutely faultless um the saves like Matt said were just fantastic he made another one I think was it from Baldock where he tipped it over the bar but he stayed up and it had been so easy to go down and then he hit that so hard as well like he only had about a millisecond to get his hand up and tip it over the bar um, but yeah, like you said, Vicky was so calm. Again, distribution first class. Like he caught pretty much anything that he came for as well. I thought he commanded his area well. I think on that that basis, we wouldn't need another goalkeeper. Uh, you know, providing we move Casir on and bring in someone else. You know, to pressure him. You do need two experienced goalkeepers at the club. But I think he proved why he's number one at the minute. Who do you think the club should go for then? You know, we all keep saying, well, we all keep saying Kiko's going to go, but. There's no sign of him being moved out of the club anytime soon. Well, they've not really put him on the transfer list, have they? They've been a little bit coy oh. about it and said, you know, if an offer comes in for him, then we'll listen to it. But it's a bit of a weird one. If you're not putting someone up in the shop window, then it's it's harder to get bids in for them, especially when they're not playing. Oh, definitely. And I think he's on he's on big wages. I think we're talking 40 or grand a week when we brought him in on the championship level. So, yeah, it's a lot of money to play for a backup keeper. That's probably not going to get many opportunities with a form Meslier is starting to show now, you look around, there's probably no point even looking around till, like you said, the club start making moves to, to move him on, which, as we're saying, he doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah, I'm surprised Kiko's still there, to be fair, but like you say, he's on a big wage packet, so I can't see him moving on anytime soon, really. Um, but going back to Meslier, I think he just looks so calm and composed today. I think we're all a bit worried, like, slightly going into the game. Like, obviously, we've conceded the seven in the last two. But that's obviously not just his fault. But, no, I thought he was absolutely excellent today. I thought I was really impressed. He just just took everything in his stride and just looked so calm and composed. Yeah, plus, I think we've got to look at it objectively as well. We can't do, like, what Chelsea are doing. You know, they spent £80 million on a keeper turns out he's crap so we'll stick the old bloke in goal he's not any good either so let's go sign another goalkeeper you know um so i think we've we'll show faith in 
Meslier and see what happens. But I think on the back of today, that is why I think, you know, we'll be going in with him as number one and it looks like Casilla is back up. Just touching on Rodrigo then, he came on at half-time for Roberts and he seemed to bring a little more attacking threat to Leeds. I think it also showed that he and Bamford can play in the same team. There's a few moments where you know maybe they weren't on the same page quite, but they were driving those opportunities. Are you excited with the glimpses of quality that we saw from him today? I think so, yeah. I think God knows what happened. Is it that classic Bielsa tactic, isn't he? He'll bring him on and... and and take him off in the same game, which is normally a, a sign of any professional footballer. They don't take that very well. It never looks good, does it? I think Mourinho used to be quite persistent with that with some of his players, and it was normally down to the fact that he just didn't think they were performing. And with Bielsa, it's a strange one because there was a few of the, the reporters that were at the game today, and is, is he injured? Is he limping? It didn't look any of that. It looked like he just simply brought him off for tactical reasons, but it's, it's never good to see. However, when he was playing... You know, there was those flashes of, 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 of connecting well, especially with Click and, and Bamford, but then there were times where he'd overplayed it, he was in the wrong position. But it'll come, it'll come. You know, there was a little piece that he did with BT at the start with um, Rio Ferdinand, and, you know, he's just saying about the murder ball and the training methods, and, it, you know, you're not going to learn that style of, of, of training and formation and play overnight. It's going to take time. And I, I still feel that Bamford and Rodrigo will play together. I think they will. I think they'll complement each other. And I think but it, it's going to come sooner rather than later. Yeah, I think like uh, Matt said, it's obviously it's very new to it, like everything, not just moving clubs, but moving countries and getting used to, to everything that Bielsa wants him to, to do. But I was really impressed when he came on. There were glimpses where we were giving the ball away, but I thought he did a lot more than what Tyler did in the first half. Unfortunately, I'm disappointed with Tyler today. I don't think he did a lot. I don't know if that all stems from the whole game where it sounded like he didn't play his, his best. But yeah, I think um, there are some really good glimpses of Rodrigo and I'm really looking forward to seeing a lot more of him. Yeah, plus um, I thought he had a couple of decent efforts on goal as well, didn't he? It looked like he, he was a bit sharper that game. I mean, there was one effort where he nearly knocked out one of their players, didn't he? Floored him. That could have been sailing in. But yeah, I think the link-up play is still, it's still searching for that a bit. But I think the best thing about him is he wants to get involved. He wants to link up. He didn't go missing. So I think there'll be good signs for him. And plus, if Bamford's knocking him in like he is at the minute, it takes a bit more pressure off Rodrigo as well. He can bed in, take his time and, you know, just see what happens. Like, I think he'll come good. I mean, when we signed him, I don't think he was going to be a 30-goal striker anyway, was he? He was more of a team man. You know, he scored goals, but, you know, if, if him and Bamford can chip in with 15, 10 to 15 in a season, then that's 30 goals as it is. So it'll be a decent start. And you know what? It, it puts good pressure on Patrick as well, doesn't it? To just make sure that he's he's still sticking him in the back of the net every game. So maybe that's what he needed. Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, it, it, I don't think it's a coincidence that Bamford started like this because he'll be hungry to you know, get goals in the Premier League and prove everyone wrong. But this time we've signed someone permanently to play in Bamford's position. So he knows it's not another lone player that's going to leave. You know, it's someone that's going to be up Bamford's backside, basically saying, if you don't start performing or, you know, don't keep performing, sorry, um, you know, I can take your place. And, you know, I think that's probably helped Bamford, like you say. Who's up, who's up Bamford's backside? Cock? <laughs> yeah. Well, Cock could be up his backside if it keeps going, but I think it's Rodrigo at the minute. But I don't know. He does look a threat from corners, does our Cock? <laughs> 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 yeah, it might be a bit 18 plus that, but... 
Uh, quick mention for Stuart Dallas. We've obviously touched on him already, but he had another outstanding game. Um, he seemed to play in almost a free role across a number of positions throughout. You know, he started as an attacking left wing back. He was then more of a central midfielder. At one point, he was 3-1 goal and probably should have scored. He's got to be one of the first names on the team sheet now, surely. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. He's the player we all wanted Danny Pugh to be. I think, you know, Danny, Danny Pugh was literally Mr. Utility Man. And I think Stuart Dallas is the... 2020 version of that but 100 times better and yeah we mentioned earlier when he had that chance at Ramsdale uh, when he went around Ramsdale the Sheffield United keeper found himself far you know playing as a far right striker at one point but yeah he's he's non-stop never stopping he's absolutely brilliant and he's just got better and better and better especially under Bielsa as well because you got to remember when he first came into Leeds and you know no one really thought he, he, he could really offer too much at the club, he never really did a lot, did he? And I think every manager that we had from Rosler when he brought him in just didn't really know how to play him. And it's not until Bielsa's come in and shifted him down at that kind of left fullback role, and he's he's flourished under it. He really has, and yeah, absolutely brilliant today. I, I, obviously, we've just gone live with this podcast straight after the game, so I've not seen who is the the man of the match, um, but I think he'd be definitely a contender for it. I think BT Sport had Melier as man of the match, but yeah, Dallas absolutely deserving of that as well. We'll give Dallas it the name. <laughs> As we know, Leeds United have a huge fan base in the UK and around the world. You name a country, we've got Leeds fans there. That's why we're excited to launch our brand new feature, Leeds Around the World, where we'll be chatting to international fans about their love of the Mighty Whites. And today we welcome Toronto-based Leeds United fan, Michael Maynard. Probably the first question that we should ask you today is, why Leeds United? My mom is from Leeds, actually. She she moved here when she was younger. Um, and, you know, I grew up with uh, with grandparents uh, from Leeds and uh, and have a familiarity that way. Uh, traveled over there when I was uh, when I was a kid as well, but I didn't really get involved um, or interested in Leeds United until I was a teenager. In fact, really, I mean, football didn't really catch on over here as a really popular sport. I think probably until the 90s, uh, late 90s, especially. Um, I think uh, the World Cup that was uh, that was over here in North America in 1994 sort of helped spur things on a bit. Uh, wasn't really something that was that was televised, but I had some friends that in high school that were uh, that were football fans of some of the some of the clubs that you usually see, you know, Juventus and Real Madrid and Barcelona, and I wanted a club of my own, so I looked to my family roots and uh, started doing some research uh, online on the computer in the library in high school. That was the only place you could get a computer then uh, in the late 90s. So came across Leeds United, started looking into it, and pretty quickly fell in love. Do you have a memorable match that's that's kind of stuck out for you uh, over the years supporting Leeds United? Oh man, I mean early on, four uh, three uh, over Liverpool with the four Viduka goals. That one really stuck out. Um, you know, I had I was in university at that point. You know, a lot of mates uh, supported Liverpool, so that was that was nice to get one over on them. <laughs> you know, being the only Leeds United supporter around. Um, you know, some of the Champions League matches uh, back then as well, uh, absolutely huge. Uh, again, most of my friends, uh, you know, at university supporting other clubs couldn't believe that uh, that we went on the run that we did. Um, so that that was pleasant. Um, I'd say that the match that stands out the most for me, though, is is probably the one I attended, the only one that I've attended, which was uh, which was the last home game of uh, of the, the season prior to the the one we just had. 
which is that incredible 1-1 draw with Aston Villa where we uh, gave the goal back. Wow. Wow, what a first game. What a first I know. Absolutely crazy. And when you think about it, you know, we won the FIFA Fair Play Award for that game. So, yeah, what what a first game to 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 watch your uh, your your Boyo club, I guess. Um, I guess you'll remember that for a very, very long time. I, I really will. And, you know, I, I actually brought my 10-year-old son along with me. So, you know, it was his first time as well, first time overseas, actually. And uh, I, I got to say, it was it was an incredible experience for both of us. But to show him that that kind that level of sportsmanship and fair play can exist even in professional sports was was a real special privilege i think Leeds united players which is your all-time favorite then uh i'm gonna choose from the current crop of players uh, i would say calvin phillips my, my favorite Leeds player of all time and i'm only going to stick with the eras that i've been a, been a supporter i'm not going to go back before that i'm going to see david batty absolute legend I, I i've got i've got something i think for uh for hard tackling defensive midfielders <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I suppose Cal modern day then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's me thinking you were going to say former Canadian Leeds United player Kevin Sharp. You know, I had to really go through the archives just to see if we'd we'd had any Canadian players over the years, and and obviously Kevin Sharp, which I had no idea he was Canadian. He'd only played kind of a handful of games for Leeds and came through the academy in the the early nineties. I think it was ninety two to ninety five, uh, and obviously just kind of went down the lower leagues, but. You know, speaking of Canadian players, and would you, in your lifetime, supporting the club, or any time in the near future, do you think you'll ever see a, a Canadian player wearing the the white shirt of Leeds United? I would certainly love for that to happen. I, I know there's there's a lot of uh, it's probably just paper talk, but you know, I, I guess there was some some indication that we were looking at uh, at Jonathan David um, earlier this year, right? Uh, and he ended up choosing to go to to another club in in France for his own development reasons, I guess, but. Yeah, I would I would love to see a Canadian player playing for Leeds United. Um, Alfonso Davies, please. <laughs> I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say, imagine imagine yeah. in our our current setup, he'd be absolutely devastating in the Premier League. Uh, he would, he would. So let's do a kind of quick fire all time Leeds United eleven. Then we'll play a four four two. Can you got your all goalkeeper right. right back, left back, two centre backs, uh, your flat back four, midfield right, left, two central midfielders. And then two up top. Yeah, I'm going to stick just to the uh, to the eras that I've been supporting Leeds. So I'm going to go. I mean, this one would be anywhere. Uh, Nigel Martin. Uh, right back. Uh, I'm going to go with Luke Ayling. Wow. Maybe, maybe a bit of recency bias, but I, I just I love that guy. He's fantastic. Centre back. Lucas Radaby for sure. Second centre back. I'm going to go just because of his exploits last year. I'm going to go Ben White. Your left back. Ian Hart. The man was a genius with with his crossing and his free kicks, but you know both both feet were good. Your right wing. I'm going to go Pablo Hernandez. Central midfielder. David Batty. Second central midfielder. That's maybe a bit too defensive to throw them both in, but I've got to go Calvin Phillips as well. And then your left-sided winger. Uh, well, there was a, a, an Australian that I might want to put in there, but uh, I just can't bring myself to do it. So I'm going to go Max Gradle. <laughs> uh, and let's go for you two forwards then to finish off your all-time Leeds United eleven. Mark Viduka. One of the best finishers I've ever seen in a lead shirt, and Jermaine Beckford. Fantastic. What a front two that is. Yeah. Looking at your team, it is absolutely devastating. What a team that is. Honestly, it'd win the league, the Champions League, and it's all the years to come. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's fantastic. Great, great memories thinking about all those players as well. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Right, brilliant, Michael. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for being our first guest on the leads around the world. And, and, and again, yeah, thank you. Thank you very much.
Oh, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Massive thank you to Michael for kicking off Leeds Around the World. If you're an international Leeds United fan and want to feature in the show, then please get in touch on social media at RITGK. We're on most of them, but not TikTok because most of us are over 30 and we can't dance. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. Right, let's crack on. <laughs> OK, let's take a look at the current state of play with transfers then. There's a week left till the end of the international window um, and then there's an additional week for domestic transfers. Since the signings of Rodrigo and Koch, we've seen um, Lorente come in for around the £18 million mark. Obviously, he's another centre-back. So what are your thoughts on that one? He's not coming here to be a backup, surely? No, I reckon he's uh, definitely going to be first team, isn't he? He's not going to be in the under-23s, that's for sure. Spanish international. But I think um, with the way that Koch and Cooper performed today at Sheffield United, then you know he is going to have some work to get into the team. Um, there might have been some thought that with the way that the defence started that we need another centre-back, especially with Berardi. Well, um, he's going to be out for most of the season, if not all of it, isn't he? And then there's the fact that I think he might be out of contract as well. So um, so I think it's a sensible decision. Um, but I guess you don't walk straight into this side, no matter who you are. You know, Rodrigo, find that out. And, and you know... And Ketia found it out last season. You know, new signings struggle to break in unless there is a void there, as there was for Cox. So it'll be interesting to see Lorente in the lead shirt, but it could be, who knows when he's going to play. It could be an injury or suspension before he gets a look in. Yeah, um, I think I'd echo what um, Dan said, that he's not going to want to come here and play in the under-23s. He's going to want to be in that first-team squad. So, yeah, he's not he's definitely not coming to be a backup, but... Like Dan said, he's got to earn his place. Like with the new signings that have come in, they've got to earn the place in the starting lineup. Do you think he's coming after Cooper's place or Cox more than more than that? Because obviously Cooper's captain and you know it's difficult to kind of knock a captain out of his position. But Cox, a, a latest signing, is an investment. So you can kind of see that the team wouldn't really want him to be a backup either. It's quite a difficult one for him to see who he's really gunning for, I guess. I think you look at the Liverpool game and obviously Cooper dropped out the night before. You know, that messed things up. Stroke came in and I think it unsettled the team. You know, it would have been interesting to see if Cooper would have been fit, uh, how we would have performed and defended against against Liverpool. It just shows how far Cooper's come as a player as well for Leeds. Jake Top, League One, Liam Tag. And he's, he's massively important for us. And I can't see him losing his place other than to injury or suspension. But it's good to have competition at centre-back now. I think we've not had that for a couple of years, really, if we're honest. You've had Berardi around, you've had Ailing around, both capable as a centre-back. But it's not their natural position. And obviously losing Berra now for the season, and obviously he's out of contract. There is talk the club are looking to bring him in and still keep him in with around the club. But you can may as well write him off for the season now, uh, if he does come. So obviously we have to go into the transfer market and dip in and bring a player of, of Laurenti's. Uh, class and ability, which he is, he has got it in, in abundance. Um, but yeah, it'll certainly open up competition within that team. And, and it gives us an opportunity now to play free at the back as well, more often than what we have done. We've played it on occasions uh, a couple of seasons ago, or over the last couple of seasons, sorry. And it's worked at good effect. So it just gives us that flexibility, gives us that competition. And it will be interesting to see who will partner Cooper. Because like I said, I don't expect him to be the one to lose his place. Yeah, it's a good point that about the three at the back actually, because I think we went three at the back at times today, didn't we? It looked like Ailing dropped in um alongside Cooper and Cock at times. Um, you know, and Phillips. Um so give us a genuine option there. Plus 
I think with Cooper as well, he does have a bit of a dodgy calf, doesn't he? It seems to break at least once a month sometimes. So, you know, I think that, and they did say that Lorente can play left or right side. So I think they kind of see him as a direct replacement for both centre-backs pretty much. So, as you know, in that case, I think it's a no-brainer. You bring in a player of, you know, international class that can, you know, I mean, he won't want to be a fill-in. He'll want to make himself first team. But then, say, if he comes in for Cock, you've got Cock that can fill in. So, there you go. I think it's, uh, well, on paper, it's a very good signing. As ever, there have been a number of um, other rumours flying around, particularly when it comes to midfield. The Paul still an ongoing conversation. Todd Cantwell rumours are gaining traction today. Um, Gerardo Kirk, Dan James, Jens Petter-Hauger is a new one on the list. Are any of those players tickling your fancy? Well, I think the Paul tickles everyone's fancies doesn't he in many ways uh, to look at and to watch on a pitch um but whether he's actually coming i don't know if there's any proof on that <laughs> is if you know do we are we going to get him apart from i think it might be that we've moved on from that i don't know but i think it'd be nice to get another attacking player in i reckon especially i know lucy mentioned it earlier roberts was a bit disappointing against chef united you know and if he is the replacement for Pablo, for example, then he's got to do more. So whether that's, you know, bringing in some more competition. And, yeah, we, you know, probably need more depth out wide, I'd say. Dan James is an interesting one. Showed flashes at scum of doing something good. But, you know, I don't know much about this Kirk lad. But um, <laughs> let's see. I, I don't know. Bring on. But it looks like the club art do want to sign other people, doesn't it? So I reckon we might have at least one more coming in. On the DePaul conversation, um, my sources, hashtag ITK, um, tell me that as of a few days ago, we hadn't put an uh, informal bid in, let alone a formal bid. So I think it is the price tag that's putting putting us off going in there officially. And we probably are kind of fishing around a little bit for other options. So that's probably where these others have come from. Todd Cantwell, for me, I'm, I'm just not sure about his attitude. Maybe I'm not giving him you know, enough credit there, but from what I've seen across social media and his other comments from obviously his time at Norwich, despite absolutely being one of their best players, I'm just not sure he fits the Leeds mould. Is it his hair? Do you not <laughs> like his hair? No, I think his hair probably fits in quite well with the lads that we've got on the pitch at the minute. I mean, the commentators today were having trouble telling everyone apart because they've all got their man buns in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's top not central, ain't it? Well, that's why he's perfect, you know, Ailing, Harrison, Campbell, top not central, you said, top top not United. We've said it before in, in previous podcasts and, you know, I think everyone kind of agrees that finding someone that can come in and play when we don't have Pablo is a priority. You know, you can't just stick someone else in at number 10 and expect, expect the same results of what you would get if Pablo was playing. You know, there's only one Pablo Hernandez, but... They started Roberts for Leeds today. He was subbed off at half-time after a difficult half. He didn't really bring much to the game. We've tried other things that haven't quite brought the same magic as Pablo. Is it a case of you just can't replicate that and we need to look at a different way of playing when he's not around? Oh, just imagine if we had Pablo, you know, in his, his early 20s, mid-20s, you know, absolutely devastating. He really would have been. With Roberts, it just frustrates me. I watched the watching the whole game in the Carabao Cup and there was a few players that came in uh, that night to really make an impression and you know I lost count how many times Tyler Roberts back heeled the ball seems to be a little trick that he may have just learned in the last couple of weeks leading up to the game I have no idea 
a lot of them were that there was no need for it whatsoever. And today at Sheffield United, he just looked lost, looked out of sort, out of play. There's talk of Derby had been interested in him on, on a on a season long loan. And I think for his kind of ability, not for his ability, but for his progression, I think it'd be good for him to go in back to championship football and, and get a good 30 to 40 games under his belt because he has lacked that over the last few years since he has joined Leeds. He's been uh, hampered with a lot of serious injuries, kind of stop start. And, you know, he has he has played well at times, but when you're looking at Pablo at 36 and you're kind of his understudy, you need to do more. And that's why we're talking of number 10s that the club are looking at, because we shouldn't be really, because Tyler Roberts should be in that position now to obviously step up. And, and that's why I think... If we do bring a number 10 in, then I think a, a loan out of the club for Roberts is is definitely what's needed for him. Yeah, I think some looking for someone who can fit in that uh, Pablo role. Very Like I said earlier, I was really disappointed with Tyler this afternoon. I thought he was quite lazy in all the flicks and tricks. Like in the Premier League, one slip up and that can cost you the game, I think. So yeah, bringing someone else in and like Matt said, potentially letting Tyler leave on a loan and getting a lot more minutes under his belt because he has missed a lot of game time with injuries. And I think that definitely boosts his confidence and I've, I think that would be that would be good for him moving forward. Yeah, plus I think it is tough for Roberts coming in for Pablo because, you know, um, he's so unique in the way that he plays Hernandez that it's, it, you know, it's tough for someone to come into that position unless you're an established player. Um, and I just think that's probably why we might need someone in that position. I thought Rodrigo, like you said, we've sort of spoke about, did a good job there. But again, I don't think he brings that Hernandez feel to it. But um, I think for the next two weeks, it'll be interesting to see if he goes with Roberts at Man City, just looking a bit forward. Because I, I agree with the guys. I think he has to offer more um, than just, you know, these fancy tricks that, well, they're not fancy, really. They're just not coming off at the minute. So, But players go through dips, so hopefully... He can get through it, and you know it's it's a good time to be at Leeds. So I think he probably will stay here for the season. But yeah, I think we probably need more in that position moving forward. I think, in fairness to Roberts as well, it's easy to forget that he's only 21. Um, I know a few people replied to me on Twitter when I kind of called him out on maybe not performing to the standards that we expect. But yeah, he's, he's still a young player, and he either needs to get some solid game time or go out and learn somewhere, like we've said, just to really build out know who he is as a player and and what he brings to the team yeah i think that's a good point as well like i mean you it's weird actually look at him and think he's not 21 is he he's been around for quite a while but you know we signed him as a teenager didn't we and you know he's had a couple of injuries as well he's always been a bit stop start so it'd be good for him just to stay fit this season i reckon and see you know see how he gets on in the premier league and then you know, I mean, as Hernandez unfortunately gets older, which, you know, he can't stop and it's sad. But, um, you know, he, he'll probably get more chances. So um, hopefully he can improve. I just feel like we talk about Pablo like he's an old age pensioner now and we just put him in a home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Sorry about that. I just got like, it just saddens me to think that he gets a year older every year. Mind you, it he seems to get better with every year as well, but he, he also seems to get a few more calf strains, doesn't he, in the warm-up or something? You know, it's like when you go up the stairs after you've just had an hard day's work or something, you just feel a twinge. Uh, I, don't, I just don't want Pablo to feel that. This season, we've partnered with The Terrace so that you can get a discount off all your Leeds United merch. 
pick your items, pop them in your basket, and at the checkout, add the code RITGK15 to get 15% off your goods. That's RITGK15. Tag us on social and let us know what you thought. While we're on a roll, we thought, why not drop in another new feature? Seeing as Ellen Road isn't included this year, we've reinvested our FIFA 21 money on the all-new Wheel of Wotton, named after our second greatest ever number four, Scott Wotton. Ooh. <laughs> anyway, name of the game, I'm going to ask a question, we'll spin the Wheel of Wotton, and whoever it lands on has to answer that question in 20 seconds, no more, no less, and I'm going to be timing you. So you ready? Yeah. Ready as yep. can be. Question number one. Patrick Bamford, is he the real deal? And can he do a job for Leeds in the Prem? And it lands on... Lucy. Of course he's the real deal. Uh, three and three. Can only uh, go up from uh, from here. I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's pressure. <laughs> Difficult when it's you've got like a pressure of the wheel. That's the wheel. The wheel yeah. of what? And it's getting onto your skin. <laughs> You've got about 15 seconds left if you want to say anything else. But I mean, that's all you need to say about Patrick Bamford. Three and three. Yeah. So question number two, an interesting one. Will Rodrigo get double figures this season? And it's on Dan. Uh, I'm going to throw it out there. I'll give you a direct goal figure. I reckon he'll score 13 this season. I reckon he'll struggle to replace Patrick Bamford whilst the Lordship's knocking in goals for fun. Then Rodrigo will come in and we'll start seeing that left one Five puts seconds. him in the top corner. Uh, maybe a few headers, a few slide tackles. Oh, yeah, everything he gives it all. <laughs> Jesus, he's done this before. He's done this before. I've been practising. Mate, the, the wheel is mine. Right, question number three. Do you miss Ben White and why? Spin the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I did? I put myself in mute, so obviously you couldn't hear it. We just heard like tick, tick, tick. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Right, let me just line it up again. I can say spin. Right, that's the one. I can say spin the wheel if you want, and then you can go again. Spin the wheel. And it's on Matt. It's me. I'd never thought it'd be me. Uh, yes, absolutely. It breaks my heart watching him play for Brighton. Him yesterday against the, the old enemy and... Everyone was saying how much Rashford turned him inside out and it never happened under Bielsa. God damn it would never happen under Bielsa. We would have had three clean sheets by Hands now. Up. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually so much harder than you think. 20 seconds is not a long time. Tell Lucy that. She crumbled after four. <laughs> <laughs> long live Patrick Bamford. She made a point and moved on. <laughs> three and three says it all. <laughs> That's that's us. That's us done. So unless there's anything else you guys want to chat about, I'll do the closing script. Yeah, there's one more thing actually. A good point, well made. Right, well that's us for this week. Thank you very much for joining us wherever you are in the world. 
Um, make sure you give us a follow on the socials at RITGK and let us know what you thought about this week's episode. We'll see you in a couple of weeks when we'll be back with a brand new episode, including more chats with our international fan base. And of course, the brand new feature, The Wheel of Wotton. See you then. Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.